This is your weekly go-to award-winning car talk show in real time. Today is Mustang Mania Day, and this segment of our show includes Bill Wagonek, friend of Mike Mars, with the Shelby Mustang story about the one that got away. We'll also have our Jeep Trails feature and a peek at this week's Mystery Garage, plus the stories making auto news headlines. All that and more just ahead in this segment of In Real Time. Howdy along with Mike out of this world, Mars. King Conrad DeLong, I'm Don Armstrong. Glad you could join us today. Thanks so much. It's a hot one here in Houston, Texas, if you didn't know. Oh, gosh. Uh, I think that today's temperature is supposed to be 100. Feels like temperature 110. So that means that the temperature inside of your car probably up to about 140 degrees with oh, the windows closed. Every bit of 140. And so um, this is a reminder to be sure and check the back seat. Pets, nah, uh, yeah, the kids, uh, uh-uh. uh, nothing in there that's chocolate, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> there's that. Who, who said something about you know M and M's melt in your mouth, not in your hand? That'll do it. To put them in the back of the car. They'll melt in your van, that's for sure. Oh, oh, are you there now? Now I am. Okay, sorry. <laughs> so Bill Wagonek rejoins us. He's a car collector. Lives up in uh, North Texas. We'll just leave it at that. But uh, Bill and uh, Mr. Mars have a connection that, uh, well, I'll, I'll let you explain how the connection happened. So it's your, so, all yours. So, so let, me, let me put my disclaimer out there right up front. So it, back in, in the mid-70s, 1975, I was getting married for the first time, living in an apartment, needing to buy a house. And, and I happened to have, at the time, a 1967 Shelby GT350. That little car would fly. All oh, right. yeah. oh, it would fly. It was a runner. But being down there, I bought it from a guy in Port Arthur, Texas. That, that, that Bill's going to add a little bit more about that, I think. And it had a rust problem. I mean, just that's just well, you living lived on the coast. Port Arthur. It's, yeah. you could, it did. You could but, listen to a car I mean, rust. The floorboards were fine and everything, but the, you know, the quarters and things and the back fin was, had a little damage. Anyway, it had some damage. And so I was looking for a way to try and repair it. And, and I ran across a guy over in Houston that had one that had a pretty good body on it, a pristine body is what I was told. And so we started kind of haggling back and forth. I wanted his car. He wanted my car. And that is the only hot rod I ever made any money off of, let me say that. So I took the money and ran and bought a new house. The house is gone. The wife's gone. And the Mustang's gone. It's all gone now. So looking back, this is truly the one that got away for a lot of reasons. So how does this connect to this guy that we're showing so, on TV so right now? Bill is the guy in Houston at the time that actually bought my car, my GG350. So okay. Bill has the car. We're not sure who has the wife, and we don't care uh, who has the house. Yeah, we don't. No, we don't care who has the house or the wife. <laughs> this Either is, one. We're going to keep this just to the car. Story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, so he he's had the car uh, all these years. He's done some fabulous research on it in talking to him. Uh, and the way he did found it. Did you me, actually sell it to him personally? Yes. You yes, did? Yes. And that was the last time you saw or heard from him until yes. recently. Until recently, whenever he, in his process of him building his history, reached out to Michael Mars because he still got the title. The original title had my name on it. Uh -huh. Well. The one he ran across was my son, Michael Mars, who lives about five miles from me. And in the not the title, town. but the person. But the person. Mm -hmm. And my son sends me a text and says, you're not going to believe what I got in the mail today, a letter from Bill looking for the Michael Mars that owned this Shelby GT350. And that's what hooked us back up together. And, and it's been fascinating talking to him about the things that he's done with the car, where it's been, and some of the research he's found out that 
1975, I was I had no appreciation. You were for a kid with a hot rod beating on a Mustang, and I was getting married and needed a house, and and I just I was. It got away. That's all I can tell you. Okay. This is so the let's one that let's got bring away. it up to date now, Bill, and let's talk to you about uh, you acquiring the car and what did you do with it once you got it? Oh, sorry. Uh, uh, sorry. Oh, uh, oh, there, there you go. Sorry. We're, we're gonna have to restart you, Don. Forgot no. to pot you. <laughs> go ahead, Bill. I'm sorry. All right. The guy you're talking about, Mike, is Glenn Walker. He's still a friend of mine. We've collected a lot of cars together over the years. He's the one that told me about your car. So we went from Houston to Port Arthur, I guess. And bought that car. By the way, here's the original owner's manual that I didn't even know existed until two weeks ago. My son found it in the glove box, if that tells you anything. Oh, my gosh. And nice. How we found the original Barry Bollinger. We found the original owner that led me to Mike Mars through my wife. We found the original owner. He was a lawyer out of Wisconsin. He and his wife went to a car show, saw it, bought it. He's now a lawyer in Chicago. And then years later, they sold it. And uh, so. We found the original, and then my wife saw Mike Barr's name on the title, and so I think he told the story. We went and bought the car. I think I paid twelve hundred dollars for that car. Yeah, but I made money. I was I was a big time well, making in money. Nineteen seventy five, twelve hundred dollars was a lot of money back then. I was making three dollars an hour working for the phone company. There you go. <laughs> yeah, so we got in the car, did something pretty stupid. Uh, a friend of mine was we got in to drive, sitting on the right side, and. We're heading back down to Houston, and uh, I had a 73 Buick, a black Buick Sabre. I love that car. And Glenn Walker, who, you know, I just alluded to that had talked with you, he used to drive my Buick, and a granddad pulled up beside us, and he had his girlfriend with him, and he, he wanted to race, and of course, he couldn't pass that up. <laughs> we, Walker said that at 105, the Buick was spent. It was all over with. But uh, now we're on bias fly tires. They're old. Yeah. And I think we did 130. We blew him away. And remember, we got to the gas station. He said, what is that? What's in that Mustang? And my buddy said, oh, it's just a regular old Mustang. Anyway, took it back to Houston. Uh, we were buying and selling a lot of split window Corvettes, a lot of things back then. It was mainly Corvettes back then. Got really fell in love with Mustangs. But put the car up, took the engine out, greased it up, sprayed it up, and didn't see it for 20 years. Oh, my gosh. So the the engine that's in it is, is back in it. It, it it's the same it engine. It is twenty some odd years later. Another again friend of mine, Johnny Keels. It was uh, he took it over to his shop after being stored for twenty years, and they cranked that sucker up after twenty years. And he called me. He said, "Bill, listen to this." And I could hear, you know how they are about solid lifters and all that. Anyway, we went ahead and built the engine, but it's original engine and. From there, uh, built the body. I've got some videos here, and I've got, I don't know what you want to see. i got pics and videos. It's a little bit different, Mike, than when you did. <laughs> well, we want to see it. Yeah. Can you pull uh, that you up for us? Let me show you a video real quick. All right. This is, I've got a couple of them. Let's see if I can. Uh, did your son teach you how to do that? Yeah, my son teaches me. Uh, I used to teach him stuff. He teaches me now. Well, that, yeah, that's, that's, that's how it that works. Can you see it? No, we cannot. Let me double check over here. Yeah. You no, we let me try it. It says stop video. Otherwise, I'll go get it. You have to text for IT help. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's hope that he is. That Bill. Well, there you go. Yeah. Well, we got that. Is that I you? That, uh, I may have to go get him. I apologize, guys. Well, that's, that's all right. right. That's all right. 
Matter of fact, what we can do while we wait for you is we could take a quick break and. Uh, hey, you want to do that? Because I got some pics and some videos. Yes. So you have it running. Jason took it out running, and it's running pretty good. All right. Well, you. Here, it's not showing with you. I'll go get it. All okay. right. You go do that, and we'll go take a break, and uh, we'll be right back. Might you be buzzed when you suddenly love everything? You guys, I love this song. I love these nachos. I love our kickball league. I love this guy. What's your name? You know what I love? A ride when it's time to head out. If you see a buzzed warning sign, call for a ride when it's time to go home. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. I love your car. Is this real leather? A social distancing tip. Putting distance between yourself and others is critical to slowing the spread of coronavirus. So here are ways to stay in contact without the physical contact part. Call, send a text, set up a video conference, post on social media, dedicate a song on the radio. If you have symptoms of fever, dry cough, and shortness of breath, call your health care provider before going to their office. For more info, visit coronavirus.gov. Let's all do our part, because we're all hashtag alone together. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Okay, so we're uh, on the line with uh, Bill Wagonek. We're going to get back with him here in just a second while he summons his son to help him to show how he can play the video. <laughs> I, I, I have to get my granddaughters. Well, so I was just going to say, why, why, why wouldn't you just have him sit there with you? That's uh, yeah. You know, I, I was I was telling y'all, you know, during while we were off the air there, I have one picture of that car left between the the hurricanes, Ike and Harvey, and all that stuff, and and the damage that we took. Um, I only got the one damage picture. that you took on the car. No, no. On, on the house. You the know, house the pictures the being destroyed and everything else. I got one picture that survived of that car. So it sounds like Bill has done all the things to the car that you wish you could have. Well, I wish I'd have been smart enough to at least think about doing. I mean, I was buying a house and stuff. I wasn't even thinking about that. And and, and now looking back on it, and you let a '67 GT350 go for what did he say, twelve hundred dollars? But let's but, 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 but again, I made fifty percent of my money off of that. Let's deal, let's you know? put this into perspective. Now, you know, there is this certain aura about Shelby GT500. Right. Back then, yeah, it was just as souped as like buying a Cosworth Vega. Who would have ever thought in a million years that a Cosworth Vega would be worthy of money? I don't know. Today if it's, it is. I don't know if it still well, is. Well, it's more well, than what it was. It's more go. than it was from the factory. All right, so let's get back with Bill. And uh, there's a. I think, <laughs> there's got, a I think we got our IT solved. Let me let me push the button there. My daughter-in-law push it and see if you can see this video. Yeah, yeah well, we, 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 we see, got the car. We see the car. We're li- waiting for the. Oh, here we go. Video. My son shot this one. Okay. He's we were kind of case. hoping that it had audio with it, but, uh, you know, because there's a certain sound that a Shelby has. So that's oh, your yeah, little car, Mars. Part. Hey, my, my second video, my son was driving it. You'll hear it. Excuse my drool. Yeah. Oh, it's gorgeous. So is this the original color, the, the, the paint it color? Is. Okay. Everything's original on the car. Mike, that's a little bit different than when I bought it from you. Oh, I'm telling you, that's gorgeous. And the, and the roll hoop was standard in the Shelbys. It was. And, I, and, and then it had the inboard lights. I'm going to do the next video uh, so you'll hear it run. Try this. And I know we've got a, a number of uh, Mustang clubs are on the uh, on yeah. Facebook watching as well. I'm sure they're all drooling as well. There's something beautiful about that generation of Shelby with the inboard headlights. 
Yeah, it was. Uh... That's the way to drive it. Drive it like you stole it. Now that was my son driving, and he was barely, he wasn't into that. He wasn't punishing it at all. Mm. And he did it to me. Of course, I had to laugh. So what what do you estimate that car to be worth today? Uh, there's another pick. That's one of my favorite picks that me and my son took, if you all can see that. Did you hear me, Bill? Yeah. Can you hear me? I can yeah, hear you. Can hear so you. what what do you okay. estimate? You know, they're all over the road, uh, all over the, you know, I think that a real number for that car is 125 to 150. Mm-hmm. I will but tell I, you, Meekum Auction in Houston last year had a numbers car and went through a GT350. Look at that. Look at that. Is that beautiful? God. I'm listening, Mike. Go ahead. 179. Is that what it went for? 179? Yes. 179. Yeah. So, Bill, yeah, uh, besides... Go ahead. Well, you said you had contacted uh, Shelby Club to let them know where this serial number vehicle was. Um, that you had it, and they were kind of happy, I'm sure, to find it. Do you do you also have any of the other documentation supporting that? Uh, is it what is the Ford Mustang guy? Is, is it a Marty report? Does that apply to Shelby's as well? I don't have anything from SAAC. I do, you know, like I said, I reached out to the original owner, and he was kind enough to send me a letter saying that he and his wife had bought it uh, at a car show from a dealer. Oh, wow. And, of course, I found Mike later. And then in this, what I was going to say, this is, we just figured this out the other night, two nights ago. On the title, which is in the lockbox, but on the inside front cover of the owner's manual that we talked about, uh, there's a guy named Johnny P. Otto. He was from Lewistown, New York. Uh, Mr. Otto moved to... Uh, down where Mike was, and according to my wife, his name is on that title, so he sold it to Mike, so I've got that also. And uh, then uh, there's a couple SAEC guys that want to come down and document the entire car, all the numbers, you know, do all the things that they do, and uh, because of the virus, I said, well, wait, you know, it's been 46 years, so I'm not going <laughs> You can wait a little yeah. while longer. Wait a little while longer. Don't want to get anybody, you know, not to be safe. And so I said, just wait. And when y'all are ready, I'll pick you up at the airport. Come document the thing and and do what you got to do. Are you proud? Are you proud that you own the car? I'm very proud. And here's one thing that I told the guys up there at SAEC. I said, if and when I decide to sell this car, I will not sell this car to just anybody. I will sell it to a caretaker of this car. Because I've been fortunate enough to be a caretaker of this car for all these years. And uh, uh, I don't mean to be rude, but uh, the person's going to have to pass my scrutiny before. I don't care how much money they've got. Well, good for you. Good for you. Yeah. And, and I, I, as a, based on our previous conversation, I have a feeling that you're going to have them make them sign a document that <laughs> says you're not going to put a Tesla engine in it. You're not going to rest on it. You're going to keep it the way that it is because, I mean, that is an absolutely stunning car. And uh, I congratulate you on, on a job well done on getting the thing restored. It is absolutely spectacular. Hey, Bill, Mars wants to double your money. He wants to give you, you 3000 for the car today. Cash. I'll let him rent it for one Saturday. For <laughs> Bill Wagonek, it is a true honor and a pleasure to talk to you, sir. We hope that uh, next time you're in town, you'll bring the Mustang, or next time we come up to the DFW area, we're going to stop by and say hello to the Mustang, if Beautiful that's okay car. with you. 
That would be wonderful, guys, and I appreciate your show. Uh, it's a great show, and appreciate being on it. Thanks again, Thank Bill. Thank you, Bill. Talk I really appreciate the, the pictures and stuff. Yep. I, I'm, He's uh, drooling. Uh, yeah, I'm drooling. I'm jealous, but I'm really glad to see that it's in that kind of condition. And please thank your son for uh, all of the technical help, and we'll talk to you again soon. Bye, Bill. All right, uh, we're going to move on with our show now, and time now for Jeep Trails in Real Time's weekly look into the world of Jeeping. Mr. Mars always has that for us. Yes, sir, I do. It's going to be tough to follow that. But one thing I did learn over the, the last week, I was out looking at uh, Jeep and looking at some of the Jeep performance parts through Mopar. And there's actually a, a page out there that you can go into and you can pick the type of vehicle that you've got from Jeep. I picked the Wrangler Sahara because it's pretty popular out there on the world. But you can actually look at what some of these things that you can get from Mopar look like. For example, if you want to put on the compass spare cover, you can put it on there and you can see what it would look like on your vehicle. You want to put on the tubular side pipes or something, you can put that out on there and see what it looks like. So you can take a lot of these accessories virtually, put them on your vehicle, and see what they're going to look like so that if you want to Sorry. customize it and uh, whenever you get it from the dealer, some of this stuff you could roll into the financing and right, if you right. did it right. And you could really do a lot of things, and this is just some simple examples of that with the side steps, the 17-inch off-road wheels, uh, some cargo 